vegetables and fruits represent a different and happier phase of the food situation than our short supplies of wheat and meat. The vegetables especially are a great potential reserve of food, for they can be produced in quantity in three or four months on unused land by labor that otherwise might not be used. Abroad, every resource for vegetable raising is being utilized to the utmost. France and Belgium have long made the most of all their land. Now England has made it compulsory to leave no ground uncultivated. Golf courses are now potato patches. Parks and every bit of backyard all grow their quota of vegetables. The boys in the old English public schools work with the hoe where before they played football. We in America have no more than touched our capacity for raising gardens. What we have done is merely a beginning. As the war goes on, we shall realize more and more the necessity for seizing every opportunity for active service. The accomplishments of the summer of 1917 showed the possibilities of the work and placed it beyond the purely experimental stage. They have given experience and emphasized the value of expert advice and the economy of community efforts. Not only is the plant a garden a civilian movement, but it has taken hold in the armies as well. The American Army Garden Service is planning truck gardens in France to supply our troops. The Women's Auxiliary Army Corps of England plants gardens back of the British lines. Last summer, the French fed 20,000 of their men from similar gardens. Every pound of food grown in these home and community gardens relieves the railroad congestion and gives more space for transporting munitions and coal. Every pound of food grown releases staples for Europe. Extra production of food of any kind, anywhere, takes on a new significance in the presence of half a world hungry. If you cannot grow vegetables, use them in abundance anyway. They are too perishable to ship abroad and too bulky, containing so much water that it would be an uneconomical use of shipping to export them. But the more America eats of almost any kind of vegetable or fruit, the less of the more durable concentrated foods she will require. The products are so varied in kind and composition that they can be used to serve almost any purpose. Beans and peas to save meat, potatoes and others to save wheat, sweet fruits to save sugar, jams even when spread on bread to save fat. All will improve the health and therefore increase human energies for winning the war. In the war diet to save meat, Beans and peas and peanuts are the only vegetables with much protein, so that they are the ones thought of primarily as meat substitutes. There are many kinds of them, fresh or dried, more than most of us realize. It is worthwhile to add to the diet not only the ordinary white or navy beans, but kidney, lima, black or soybeans, cow peas, the many colored beans, such as the pinto, frioles, and the California pinks. It is these latter kinds that are used by the Mexicans as their chief standby. The Army and Navy use huge quantities of the white beans, and the Allied governments are also buying tons of the pintos. 
The 1917 bean crop, in response to the patriotic appeal, was 50% higher than the normal. Nearly all this increase was in the colored beans, chiefly pintos. The Food Administration, fearing that some of this unusual surplus might be wasted and the farmer discouraged from producing a large output in 1918, bought up the extra crop and distributed it for sale at the different markets. Though soybeans and peanuts at least are exceptions, the protein in beans and peas is not so satisfactory as a bodybuilder as that in animal foods, so that a diet in which they are a large part should also contain some milk or eggs or a little meat. Two cups, half a pound, of shelled green peas or beans, or one cup with a cup of skim milk, gives as much protein as a quarter of a pound of beef. Dried beans and peas are, of course, cheaper than the canned with their larger amount of water. At the usual market prices, as much fuel can be bought for 5 cents spent for dried peas as for 25 cents for canned peas. Meat savers do not all have to be high-protein foods, since the diet of most of us contains considerably more protein than is necessary. Any vegetable can be a meat extender, the pleasant flavor of meat can be obtained in meat stews, such as the delicious French pot au feu. Stews can easily be made with less meat and more vegetables than usual. The meat allowance is now so very small in France and the vegetables so scarce in the cities that the ingenuity of even the French woman is taxed to get a meal. To save wheat, potatoes to save wheat. The great potato drive to utilize the surplus of our huge 1917 potato crop, 100 million bushels above normal, has fixed in everyone's mind the interchangeableness of these two foods. Potatoes are one-fifth starch, almost the same quantity as in cooked breakfast cereals. Because of this starch, they give as satisfactory a fuel as wheat or corn or any other cereal. One medium-sized potato supplies the same number of calories as a large slice of bread and contains more mineral salts than white bread. Europe has learned to eat potatoes instead of wheat. When bread has been short, potatoes have been the mainstay in every country. They are today the largest single element in terms of energy in the German war ration. Sweet potatoes are also first-class wheat savers so to a lesser extent are most vegetables and fruits. Very few except white and sweet potatoes contain much starch, but many of them have considerable sugar, which serves as fuel just as starch does. Carrots, beets, onions, parsnips, and practically all fruits such as bananas, oranges, and grapes. To save sugar, we want sugar, of course, both for fuel and flavor. The vegetables and some fruits have their sugar so covered up by other tastes that it does not help to make the food sweet. It does, of course, serve for fuel. Bananas especially are fuel foods, containing much starch when green, which changes to sugar as the fruit ripens. The sweetest fruits are the dried ones, dates, figs, raisins, prunes, they have so much sugar that they can well be used in place of candy. To save fat. 
Although few common fruits and vegetables contain fat, jam is a real fat saver. It is of high fuel value and has the advantage of being a spreading material so that it can replace butter with bread and cereals. Jam is of great importance in Europe today and all the governments have taken steps to keep up the supply. It is a regular part of the English army ration.